Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Ben with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, every episode, we got a great show for you. We have we have Jennifer Smeston, her breakthrough hit Half the Man, as over 18 million streams after first blowing up on TikTok. The song went to peak at number three on iTunes Country Chart and at number 10 on the iTunes All Genre Chart. And we're excited to talk to her a little bit about that, yes. about new stuff, and mm -hmm. just a little bit about her life. So, Jennifer, welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. <clears throat> so, I always like to start the show out the same way. Um, how has COVID affected you, and what have you done to kind of maneuver through this crazy new maze we have? Yes, crazy is a great word to explain it. Um, it yes. So I've had a lot of blessings in this past year, but it's been really hard emotionally for me. So um, I, I did sign a record deal a public and a publishing deal during this pandemic, which has been oh, wow. a blessing. And my social media has grown and my music and streams and all of that has grown and been... Um, I guess, like streamed all throughout the world. So that part is incredible. But then a lot that comes with that is, of course, ripping yourself out of community, like specifically right. my church community and a lot of my friends. So at 10 years old, I or I guess my whole life, but at 10 years old, I was diagnosed with Tourette syndrome, OCD, and social anxiety. So right. I this past year, <laughs> my social anxiety is like, woo! I'm like, I'm not, I know, because we've been ripped out of community. So honestly, right. it's it's been tough trying to get back into the world and, and like seeing people again. And I thrive in that wow. love to be around people, but I did not realize like being out of it for so long. It's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> like, and I've been grieving it so it, it's been hard but i have had a lot of blessings yeah we've we've been um really lucky because um living in georgia everything's pretty much been open so we've been back to church since august nice that's amazing yeah i, I don't know when i started back it it was probably honestly it's probably more like january but it's been so great to be back oh yeah. wow love that um and, you know, with us, like, you know, it's like a silver lining for us because we launched mm -hmm. the show January of 2020 and our, a couple months before COVID. Yes. And we thought, man, you know, our goal was 100 interviews our first year. We, wow, that would be a lot of shows. And we, and we thought that would be pushing it, to be honest, because yes. we, we had it set up and we was only going to do it once a week. Mm -hmm. It wasn't going to be daily like we are now, but we're going to do once a week. So we had yes. it set up and we thought, man, you know, 100 would be really pushing it. Mm -hmm. And then COVID happens. Yeah. And I told Sandy, you know what? This could be our time to shine oh, because yeah. artists like yeah. you are going to need a place to talk. And we went from, you know, one, once a week to a couple times a week to five, six times a week. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we did over 300 interviews last year. Oh, my gosh. In one year. Well, yep, That's our first year, you know. Yeah, and, first year. And, and, you know. Knowing nothing about none of this, so it's just crazy. No, we, you know, some people they do a lot of shows and they've been in radio for years and then they start mm -hmm. this podcast. We knew nothing. I mean, we did some interviews back in 2014, um, but we, but it wasn't yeah, like a show full of audio ones that we transcribed at that time. Yeah, because we even got to interview Kelsey Ballerini back then before mm -hmm. she was Kelsey. <laughs> you know, but, yes. you know, we really didn't know with all this. We just said, you know what, let's just do this. And then here we are almost 400 interviews later. 
Wow. That's insane. All it takes is an idea and a passion and apparently a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I I kind of joke with Sandy a lot, and I hate to say it this way, but it's true that five years from now, if we're like a Bobby Bones show or a Ty Bentley show or a Kelly Clarkson show on TV or something, we're going to kind of owe COVID this whole thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, my goal, it was so funny because my goal for 2020 was to start touring again because I was writing mm-hmm. a lot that previous oh, wow. 2019. Yeah. Okay, my goal is now to get back on um, doing some shows, get on the road. And <laughs> so I'm like, of course, that didn't happen. But one of my other goals was to grow my social media and my streaming platform. So I mean, he's following you on Instagram. Uh, awesome. Yes, because mm-hmm. things um, started moving online so much people were like mm-hmm. all their entertainment for online it, it really did benefit me in that way so crazy how things work out yeah so a lot of people ask when did you know you want to do music but i always like to go deeper than that when did it click that this could actually be a career um i like to describe it i truly feel like my three-year-old dream is still in my 28-year-old body i've always <laughs> Dreamer. So I mean, since three years old, I knew I wanted to do country music. It was always country mm-hmm. music. I never wanted to do pop or, you know, anything else. It was just country music. I grew up on 90s country. And then when it, I got to high school, figuring out what I wanted to do in college, I knew I wanted to go to college because I've always had a personal goal to have a mm-hmm. bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. When I was figuring out, like, what am I going to major in? I, I knew I wanted to do music. So I'm like, yeah. I love math and engineering. And so I thought about going into something like that. I'm like, I just don't think it's going to do anything for me because I want to do music. So yeah. right. I ended up majoring in communications and it actually has really helped in life in interviews and learning how to do my own press releases and the beginning of my career. Wow. So communications, actually, I didn't think getting a degree would help me whatsoever, but because I majored in communications, it has helped in this mm-hmm. music world. So um, I guess I guess when I was figuring out even my senior year of what I wanted to do in college, there was never a question that I wanted to do music. It always came back to me. Well, so what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? I, <laughs> it's so funny because my career is music and a lot of my hobbies have to do with music. <laughs> I, I know. I was joking about this with my friends the other day. They're, they're coming over and we're like, it's so funny because sometimes we want to get away from our, our job, from music, from talking about. But you can't. Exactly. From whatever. <laughs> but then the fun thing for us to do is show each other all of our new songs and demos. And we're like, well, we're still kind of talking about career. But aside from music, I love to go on walks. I love the sun, anything with sunshine and outdoors and and I just I love to be outside I love to walk um, I love to hike sports anything really like fun and active and outdoors I love I love to do so what would you say is something quirky about you oh gosh something I, I mean I I guess <laughs> I hate to admit it but I have like a million embarrassing moments and people who know me, they call them like Jen moments. So I, I, I <laughs> like all my Jen moments. I, I'm not very good at like enunciation of words. So you'll hear me like I remember one specifically. I was trying to outsmart 
the word. And so it was <laughs> like I was ordering Cajun chicken. And in my mind, Cajun is way too obvious for it to be Cajun. So I ordered it Cajun. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> my gut was right. <laughs> to me. I'm like, there's one of the million Jen moments. I've been pretty lucky because I have a lot of moments like that when we're out and about, but I haven't yeah. had those moments on the show yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, if I don't have one today, it's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> so as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, of a Carrie, of a Miranda, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level within music and the entertainment world. And I always want to talk about that because I think that a lot of people kind of gloss over this and kind of sugarcoat it and make it look glamorous. But me and you both know it's not as glamorous as they make it seem, especially at the beginning. Um, so I'm going to tell a quick story to help guide us where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele with Two Steele Girls. And at that time, they were full time with music. And I remember asking Allison what advice she'd given up and coming artists. And I'll never forget what she said. She said, if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep this as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, your life has to change. You no longer own it. Your, your friends and relatives never understand. They invite you to weddings, the cookouts, the weekends, the holidays. But when you're in that grind mode, you, you pretty much have to say no to everything. And they don't understand that a lot of times. Then your family has to sacrifice too because they have to be willing to share you with the world. But then she added, but if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. That's the only way that those type of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's talk about that. I 1 million percent agree. I've never really had a backup plan. I've never wanted a backup plan because in my mind, I'm like the second that I have a backup plan, I feel like I'm not believing in myself 100%. So I completely agree with what she said. And whatever people have to do, I've had plenty of part-time jobs. I've also been very extremely blessed and fortunate to where my family has helped me recording music or wherever I've needed it. Um, I know not everyone does have like an investor or someone who can help them. So um, finding an investor is also a great idea. Full-time jobs, have to do. Like, I know that people have to live and people have to have a job to live mm -hmm. in music yet. But I completely agree. Whatever you can do to do music full-time, even if you're not getting paid right away, I'm, I totally agree with that. That statement could be more true. And, you know, that we feel the same way because, you oh, know, we're absolutely. chasing that same dream. Y'all are chasing a different platform because we want yeah. to be the Bobby Bones, the Ty yeah. Bentleys down the road. And, you know, the show doesn't make money yet. We have side jobs. <laughs> so we do like food delivery in the evening time because, yeah. you know, we like that because because we can make our flexible. living and be flexible. Because yeah. with what we do, we kind of need to be mm -hmm. flexible, yeah. you know, so it keeps us flexible, keeps us afloat while we build this our crazy dream here of having people mm -hmm. like you and other people on the show. And so, you know, so we realize what y'all go through because we go through that exact same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it couldn't be more true. I just I completely agree with that. And. I've had nanny jobs. They've seemed to be the most flexible to me. I also uh, have yeah. acting and modeling on the side. And that's not very consistent, but it can be a good paycheck once in a while. Yeah. So, you know, whatever, whatever you're, I don't know, whatever you like to do. Some people waitress. I'm horrible at it. I did it for <laughs> one quit. So I'm like, I'm better with kids than I am with like food and, and that. So <laughs> whatever you can do to make money and make it work. 
and a huge thing too is um, partnerships and trade work. Like there's a lot of videographers right. and photographers who are just starting out. And the best thing you can do is partner up with somebody to build. Mm-hmm. Brand. So the, a lot of the stuff is trade work. If you don't have enough money to pay for a photographer and they're just starting out a career, like there's, there's a lot of ways you can get creative. Wow. Yeah. Joe asked if you really met John McCain. I did. Yes. So <laughs> oh, tell us about him. Yes. He, he was one of the kindest humans I've ever met. He was just a very gentle, like his, his soul was just gentle. Um, I met him back in, I want to say it was like 2015 or 16. And I sang the national for one of his events and he Mm -hmm. signed a, um, a thank you card and a picture of both of us and just went out of his way to invite me to sing and to thank So yeah, he, he was awesome. You know, we've had a few people that's met George W. Bush, and they say the same thing about G.W. as he, he's just one of the most kindest people you can meet. Yeah, I've heard that, too. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. So we talked about the sacrifice side a little bit. Let's talk about the glory side now a little bit. Tell us a few moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that. Or wow, that happened. Uh, I get those moments randomly. Uh, when <laughs> I was Miss Arizona in 2013 and competed at Miss Oh, wow. I don't, I don't know what it, I don't know how to explain it, but there's something that happens that you just do what you have to do. And when you win, you win and and you, you move on and and all that stuff. So then like, it'll hit you a month later or at random moments. You're like, Oh my gosh, this is happening. I'm competing at Miss America. The same thing has been happening in my music career. I'm just doing what I love doing. And I don't know, once you're so busy, you kind of just go through the motions and you know, you, you just, do you just do it and then <laughs> get a moment it'll randomly hit me i'll be driving or I'll, I'll be in an interview like this and i'm like i cannot believe people millions of people have heard my song i cannot believe i have a record deal so it, it's hard to explain but it, mm-hmm. it just happens randomly so randomly <laughs> Love that. now you're gonna perform a song for us right i am yes so tell us about the song and the floor is yours yeah, so Can't Have Mine is my newest single, so I'm going to play that one for y'all today. And I wrote this one back in January, so it was a pretty quick release. And oh, wow. it's about being in a relationship where someone doesn't value your time and your energy and the love that you put into that relationship. So this song is sad, but it also is empowering because it puts you in a different perspective where you can say, hey, I actually don't deserve to be treated this way so you're strong enough to be able to believe leave that relationship or know that you deserve better so love that i'll give it a play you guys can listen to it on everywhere wherever you get your (laughs) amazon music apple music itunes spotify it's available everywhere love it says can't have mine all right might need a Tune this up a little bit. Oh, it's good so far. All right, we're ready. Sounds great. Yeah. Thank you. 
things just don't change. What if I leave? What if I don't? What if you see when I'm already gone? What if I'm all over your mind and you let me walk away? I can't believe I let you string me along like that. Making me wait on a you that we both know I'll never have. Beautiful song. Yes. Now, um, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about your other song, Half the Man. Tell us a little bit about mm -hmm. that one. Oh, Half the Man is one of the most meaningful songs to me, of course, because I wrote it about my dad and our father-daughter relationship. And when I wrote it, I I had no idea that it could be played at weddings. Like that wasn't my. Oh, wow. Wow. I want to write a father-daughter dance song, but. Mm -hmm. it, playing it at their weddings and oh wow, oh, wow. <laughs> amazing i've always been so attached and emotional and connected to father daughter dance songs and i was mm -hmm. mess at weddings when people would dance to those so um i it was to, to be able to write my own and explain how i felt about my dad wow. very healing and it's been awesome that people have been able to relate to that as well 
I love that. And that was what took you off, huh? Yes, yeah. It's just, it's like a full circle <laughs> Just exploded. Yeah, and I love that the song about my dad, my parents have both supported me so much uh, in every way, obviously, like my entire life. So for a song to be able to take off that's about my dad, right. it's just that I couldn't have planned it better myself. That is awesome. So as you know, a lot of people, they see you as the artist, but they don't see the team behind you. And in our opinion, the team never gets the love they deserve. No. But on our show, we want them to get some love. So take a few moments just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Yes, I have such an incredible team. And oh my gosh, it's been crazy because I've been doing everything myself my entire career and my entire life. And then um, since a year ago, let's see, in June... I signed a record deal, so less than a year ago. And then um, a few months later, I signed management and then I signed publishing. And oh, wow. they were mm -hmm. all incredible. I love my team at the publishing company, at the record label, and my management team. My management, they're, they're the people I talk to 24-7. So they're, Greg Hill is my manager and, um, and Grace Jones, and they are so incredible at Hill Entertainment Group. And they're like family. Like, it, I can't explain it. They're just like family and they do everything and they take all my crazy phone calls of what am I doing? Can you remind me if I'm good? Can you, you know, they, they'll reassure me when I'm having my doubts and, um, they, um, they are buddies at backstreet uh, backstage passes there. Yes. Yes. Oh, hey guys. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I talked with them last week. They're incredible. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. been a great friend of ours. He has. Absolutely. Yes, Brandon's <laughs> so um speaking of teams too mm -hmm. i'm like you said your mom and dad had was a big but tell us a, a mom or dad story or both story and you probably got thousands of them i get that but mm -hmm. tell us one that stands out where they went above and beyond for your career and you're like wow they really do get this is my passion they've been so supportive since they knew I wanted to do music and since I was a little girl, but since they knew I, I was like, Hey, I'm going to move to Nashville at some point. Or even when I decided to compete for Miss Arizona, I usually, they know me and I have all these crazy ideas, but like once <laughs> I put my mind to it, I do it. So yeah. that mm -hmm. explains the story. When I was five years old, I was competing on a, a beam routine for gymnastics and I was competing against a bunch of 12 year olds. And I told my dad, I was like, I'm going to win the gold medal. And wow. he, and at five, you know, I'm five years old, graders, <laughs> and my dad being just like, I totally believe in you, but I'm also going to speak truth and reality to you. He was like, Hey, you know, I'm so proud of you for doing this and you can totally win the gold medal. But if you don't like, that's okay too. You <laughs> and I, and I just listened to him. I'm like, okay, but I'm going to win the gold. <laughs> <laughs> I go on to win the gold. I, oh, I, wow. wow. And so since then, he's like, since you were five years old and you won that gold medal, like I knew you were going to do huge things. So he's carried that through with Miss Arizona. He's like, she's going to win. And with music, he's like, all right, we're going to support her in however, however way we can, because she's going to do it. So, he don't try to, he don't try to throw some truth in there anymore. Huh? <laughs> I mean, not really. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I'll speak truth to you. He's like, but you always figure it out. So I don't really need you. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> it's, it's their support. That's just, I could not do it without them. I know I can call them. I know I can rely on them to 
talk to me, to fly out here if I need them, wow. anything. And and it's just, it's not even the fact that they believe in me more than it. They're just there for me no matter what I need. And I wish more parents would understand that. Cause you know, a lot of times when people come, when artists come home, I want to be a musician. Oh, no, that's can't do that. You know, and I, and, and nothing against the parents that do that. I think that sometimes they don't see the whole picture because, you know, they see the Blake Shelton's of the world. And then they also see the broke brother-in-laws of the world that never mm-hmm. make a dime. And, yeah. and so they never really see that there's so many layers to music that yeah. there's a lot of people that make a living, a good living, and you never hear their name. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And my dad, He's always done acting on the side his entire career. He's an airline oh, wow. He just retired oh, wow. in November. But, so he understands like, the entertainment world a little bit. But we've, as a family, like, I've been learning so much in Nashville. <coughs> learning and growing with me. And and, and it, it is, you know, you learn things and it's harder than you think. But you never expected it to be easy in the first place. So he's yeah. always, yeah. my parents, they always remind me to enjoy the journey and instead of stressing so much about where I'm at in life or whatever it may be because my dad specifically being a unit becoming a airline pilot was not the easiest process either so he always no nope. no my favorite his favorite part of his career was even before he was hired with United it was when he was making no money and he was flying with all of his best friends and <laughs> your some of your favorite memories and best friends are going to develop in this season of <laughs> honestly being broke and not having a team behind you. And mm-hmm. He's always reminded me of, he'll, he'll speak truth to me and he tells me it's, it's hard and it takes hard work, but I believe in you and you can do it. And you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you kind of want to develop those friendships during yeah, the time of brokenness because the higher you go, the harder it is to know if people are using you. It's almost impossible once you get to a Blake Shelton level. Yeah, you know? to know who to trust. <laughs> and and so it's like if if they're accepting you now, then you know when they accept you when you're on top of the world that they are true friends. Absolutely. And the friendships I feel are so deep because you're going through something similar and you're sharing your deepest, darkest secrets and mm-hmm. what everything mm-hmm. you're going through. Like I find myself, I have a few close group of girlfriends that we tell each other everything and we're like, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fake it. Of you. So you have your safe people that will grow with you with your career. Love yes, that. Love now, that. now, uh, you know, we're talking about the teams. Uh, we got a third co-host, our we little do. nine-year-old that we bring yes. on. So she's oh. got a few questions. So Sandy's going to go get him. And we've got a two-year-old daughter that when she gets older, she'll oh. be plugged into the show too. Because oh, <laughs> we are a family affair show. What's funny is I, I've so many times talked about we're a family affair, we're a family affair. And I was like, you know what? Maybe that should be our media company name. So we created the media company name, Family Affair Media. I love it. And and what's funny about that, and, and this wasn't planned, but the initials of Family Affair Media is FAM. Oh, it is. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So you gotta love that, and just so you know, we we bring on actors on the show too, which is pretty okay. cool. Okay, yeah. So is it? Um, I have a question for you guys too. I, I want to know how, like, how did this become a passion for you guys, and when did you know you wanted to do this? Well, this- what had happened was Sandy's always followed my passions all my life. Yeah. Uh, all of our marriage, we've been married eighteen years, but she's always followed our passions, my passions. So about two thousand fourteen. 
early 2013, I, I knew her passion was music and um, songwriting and stuff. I was like, you know what? You've always followed mine. Let's do something to follow yours. So we started writing together a little bit. Now we write lyrics. We don't write the music side, but we write lyrics. And we had a lot. We wrote like 300 sets of lyrics first year. Really fun. Then I was like, well, we'll never get these in people's hands unless we know songwriters and singers. So I started connecting with a lot of Nashville people in 2014. And then I came up with this crazy idea to start New Country Buzz. I was like, you know what? These people need to be known. Mm -hmm. And I was like, they're so good. And so we started that to kind of get them known. And then by 2015, it got so busy and life just happened and we had to shut things down. Um, but then it was always in me like, oh, you know, we never finish what we started. So yeah. by 2018, it was killing me, eating me up inside. We relaunched New Country Buzz then. Then in 2019, I told Sandy, you know what? We need to go to that next level and actually do a show. And then we started the show 2020 and here we are. So, so in a way you could say it was her passion that started this and now it's become our passion. I love it. I love that story. Okay. Hi, Hi Jennifer. Hi. So uh, what's your favorite food? What's my favorite food? I love pizza. Ooh. And what's yours? Pizza. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what times do I like? Uh, I like uh, pepperoni, sausage, and supreme. Ooh, the meat lovers. I like, uh, I just usually do pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your favorite TV show? I've been watching This Is Us, and probably my favorite. I like Friends as we well. We love that one. Us is such a good It's such a good And what's yours? Mine is SpongeBob. Yes, I watched that too. Mm -hmm. And you know what's cool is because he watches a lot of Nickelodeon shows. So mm -hmm. because of that, we've reached out to the teams of people on the shows he watched. And we've been able to bring up quite a bit of people from Nickelodeon onto our show. Oh, I bet that's so much fun for you. It is. <laughs> and it's fun to watch his eyes light up when, yes. when the person on TV is there. Or, or even the person that you hear on the radio, because we've had people like Randy Travis, Sarah Evans, yeah. Lee Bryce on the show. So when, when all of a sudden he's like there and he says he lights up. So he's like, this is really cool. I love that. <laughs> hey, he's got one more one question. More question. Right. So what's your favorite movie? Ooh, this is a tough question. I, <laughs> love, okay, I have two separate favorite movies. I love Grease with mm. But I also, I like sports movies. So I like Miracle and The Sandlot and um, Moneyball, like The Blind Side. I love all those kind of sports movies. Too. So you fit in going on Brandon's show last week. Huh? Yes. Yeah. He, I, I said it unintentionally, but I was like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> and what's your favorite? Okay. My favorite movie is the Minion movie. I don't think I've seen that. The, the Despicable Me. Yeah, the whole series. The whole series movie. of this, like he's got a minion shirt on. I love minions. I think they're so cute, but I haven't seen the movie. And, wow. and our little two-year-old loves those things. She, she gets really so excited them. when she sees one. Well, I'm gonna have to go watch it. Maybe that's my <laughs> this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, thanks. Bye, thank you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Yeah, he loves the show, and you know, and you know. And, you know, we want to be the big Bobby Bones or something. But you know what? Sometimes we wonder, what if the show is supposed to be connections for them? Yeah. Hey, you never know. Because we have no idea yeah. where the show is going to go. So, you know, Absolutely. all we're doing is, you know what? We're bringing people on and bringing them on and bringing them on and just going yeah, forward. You do what you can and God will take care of the rest. 
Amen Absolutely. to that. That's true. <clears throat> so this, Pat, uh, um, so if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? So you're artist, right? Artist, not songwriter. Yeah. Either way. Either. Mm-hmm. I always like to do artists because you know sometimes people they think of songwriters, but you know what? Sometimes it's really cool to get their opinion on if it was an artist, even if they weren't a songwriter. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I say, um, I have my favorite songwriters, but as far as an artist goes, Dolly Parton. She's oh, she's amazing. She's awesome. Being in a room with her, and she's just the sweetest thing. And like, and she also wrote. Jolene and oh yes, I will always love you in the same mm-hmm. day, right? Oh wow! Oh, in the same. I didn't know that. Wow! The same day, I'm like, wow, that is just that's amazing. I think you just, I you just, and you just never know when a big artist is going to pick up a song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like I remember one of my favorite stories is a guy walks into the, one of the bars in Nashville, and a guy's singing a song. And I always hope I get this story right because I don't. I, I need to look it up to make sure it's exactly right, but it's close. But I remember the story is that the, after the guy gets done singing, the guy walks up to him and says, "I'm in Nashville to get signed. When I get signed, I want to cut that song." And the and the artist was Garth Brooks. Oh my God! Can you imagine your and the song was as, was the dance. Yeah. That was his, and that was his first cut back then. And it was like, can you imagine you're a songwriter and little did you know that you just got the gold mine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My favorite songs. That's the song. When people ask me what my favorite song is, that's the one. Oh, wow. Wow. Because I love that story because it it gives hope because, you know, it's, you know, like we were talking earlier in the show, it's so hard um to make it in this world so when you hear stories like that they they do happen yeah those connections are so important common anymore but my friend one of my best friends got discovered by playing on broadway and she's opening up for alan jackson now so it's it does happen (laughs) someone said they just read that dolly parton was approached by elvis to sing that i will always love you but didn't agree with the terms thought it was unfair Wow. That's wow. crazy. That is crazy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing about the music world. The more you learn, the more you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So many crazy stories. <clears throat> so this past, uh, or six years ago, we mm-hmm. when we interviewed Kelsey Ballerini, I asked her where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the guest same question, because the answer she gave us back then is to the T of what she's living now. I mean, she knew where she was going. Yeah. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Well, I hope in five years I have, let's see, let's say two to three, probably three full albums out and release and maybe a few number one hits on the radio. I um, would obviously love to win a Grammy, be a regular at the Grand Ole Opry or be inducted into the Grand Ole Opry. Um, So there's just a lot of like music goals in that way. And then um, some personal goals too. I've always wanted to um, have a family. So get married, have kids. I I don't, I don't know that that's a five year. I don't know if I want kids. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) we'll see. But I I don't know. I have a lot of goals and um, I, I have, a, I have a huge passion for helping girls, specifically ages like 13 to 30 in relationships. Oh, wow. A lot of my songs are kind of about that. So I would love to be able to 
I don't know, even if it's just being some type of inspiration for those girls. Like I, I have a huge passion in talking about mental health, talking about relationships, sharing mm-hmm. all of that. So I'm excited to see how music will allow me to have that platform to be able to share my story with all that. Yeah, because um, cause that's a great thing about songs. It gives you a platform at yeah. the bigger oh, you get yes. to really talk about what you care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, let's look further down the road. Now, let's say 15 years down the road, you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, you're there. If the person you are today could meet her, your future successful self, mm-hmm. what would you want to remind her? Honestly, one of the biggest things that I have to tell myself every single day is just to like surrender everything to God because I can get so caught up in thinking so much about the future that I'm not enjoying the present. So it would be one of those things like I want in 15 years, I want to look back at these next 15 years and remember every day, every year, every magical moment, even the hard times and just be able to surrender uh, the anxiety of the future to him because you know just living in the future is can be miserable it's great to have goals but to not be able to live your day-to-day life in peace knowing that he's in control is Mm -hmm. what i have to like remind myself every day i love that because you know that's like with our show we've done everything we can we feel like you know there's we've done so much in 15 months you know i get we have people reaching out to us privately who've done podcasts for four or five Mm -hmm. years who don't get the guests that we get on. And they're always like, and they're always like, how are you doing this? I'm like, all we can think is it's gotta be God. It has to be God. Has to be God during Mm -hmm. like, because things have just taken off. People are coming on. People are saying, yes, we're reaching out. And we're just like stunned that we've done all this in 15 months. But you know what? We're running with it because we feel like the show is for God. We fully surrender to him. Mm -hmm. And we just have to live that way. Yeah, and, and you have a calling and you're being obedient to your calling and he's blessing you guys clearly. Like he you know, it's not gonna he's clearly showing up for you. So I love that. So Joe asked, Do you have any pets? Uh, no, I don't. I wish I <laughs> so badly. <laughs> <laughs> right. So if you could describe your music to someone who's never heard it before, how would you describe it? I'm a big fan of no rules in music. So even though I am a country artist, I've always loved country. I've always wanted to do country. I listen to Christian. I listen to pop. Um, I listen to like singer songwriter, independent type music or indie type music too. So you might hear some pop melodies with a dobro on the track. Like you're, you're going to get <laughs> all of it. So um, yeah, I think it's just, I'm a big fan of, I like what I like and I try to just, you know, just provide what I like in music and hope that other people will like it too. <laughs> I'll put that. And what would you like for your legacy to be as an artist? What would you ultimately like to be known for? The biggest thing, whether they know it's God or not, whether people believe in God, know God or not, I want to have a light and a joy in me. And I want people to be able to feel that. I want people to feel safe um, with me. And, and because I, I know that's God, you know, I just always want people to see and feel God's presence through me. You know, that's like with us. We try. Our mission is to live a God inspired marriage. Yes, absolutely. Because, yes. again, you know, there's so many marriages that are struggling out there. And we just want to be that example that, you know, what, mm-hmm. when you do it right, 
you can have that light shining marriage. And, you know, it doesn't have to be fighting all the time. It doesn't have to be settling like your song was talking about. You know, it doesn't have to be all that. It can be glorious. It can be joyous. You know, it it can have all that you, but it takes both sides. I mean, if one side doesn't want to do it, you can forget it. But with God, all things are possible. Yes. And I think I like to say there's a huge difference between happiness and joy. And mm-hmm. I, my goal is joy because happiness yep. to me is based off of circumstances. So if something's not going right for you, then you're not happy. But I think you right. can still have joy and experience joy in hardship because joy isn't based off of circumstances. It's based off of yep. knowing who you are and whose you are. So I, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of like, I, I don't care if I'm crying on an interview. Like I still hope that people like <laughs> sense joy. <laughs> and Antoine said your light is shining. Oh, well, thank you. That's the best compliment I've received. Thank you. And see, that's the one cool thing about our show is, you know, you never know where it's going to lead. Uh, and, you know, anytime someone opens up the God door, we walk through it because, you know, oh, that's yes. our passion. We it want is. our show to honor God, but we also mm-hmm. know that people have different beliefs out there. So I'm yeah. not going to push our, our Christian beliefs on anybody, right. but when people open that door, we walk through it. Yeah. Really, and I hope like I, if I never say God's name ever again, I still hope that people can know that it's something bigger than us. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. You have to, preach and shove Jesus down people's throats. But like, hopefully just the way I live, I'm going to make plenty of mistakes I do every day. And um, just the the comeback from the mistakes and knowing that I'm forgiven and, you know, just all all of that, like, and also being super open about mental health and what I do. I I never want people to look at me and think that I live this perfect life without any struggle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, you're talking about that you want people to see that even if you don't mention God. You know, I remember the story and I can't remember who said this, but I love one of my favorite stories. A guy was a, who's a pastor was asked to speak the junior achievement. But as you know, junior achievement's part of the public school system uh-huh. and they let him know that. But you can't talk about God. So he's like, how do I mm-hmm. tell my story without talking about God? You know, yep. but they said that's just the rules. So he said, "Okay, I'll 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 find a way." And he said he did not mention God once. But after it was over, he said many of the students came up to him and says, "Are you a pastor?" Oh, see, that's where like you don't you don't have to. You just have to do what you're called to, and God will handle the rest. He will figure out mm-hmm. the details. He will touch the people He wants to touch in in that specific time frame. So it's just. I think as humans, we try to control so much or we try, we just try to control what people think. We, it, I think it's usually in a loving way, but sometimes yeah. mm-hmm. wrong. So you just have to completely surrender and you're like, all right, I'm going to show up and do what I can do. And he's going to take care of the rest. Yeah. That's the part that people don't get is, you know, you know, so, you know, I remember I posted on Facebook not long ago talking about, you know, you're asking for clarity to God, but he's asking you to trust him. You know, if you just trust him, you know, he already told you probably what to do. Mm-hmm. Start there. Take yeah. that first step. If you can't make it that second step, he will be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. But and you have to start. Yes. And another great thing, too, is like it's not just a straight path. So if you go down the wrong path. He's going to correct his path and guide you there. So it's like you can't, even if you go down a wrong path, like he gives us free will to do that. But he's not, it's not like he's not going to be there with us. He'll still be there. So oh, I've definitely yeah. gone down wrong paths and he is 
never left me. That's like with the show. I never imagined. I mean, you know, if you had told me 10 years ago, 15 years ago that we was going to be doing an entertainment interview show, I'd laugh because I always thought that we would um, do marriage type stuff only yeah. and only that for God. Mm -hmm. I, I had this idea of where God was leading me. And now I look back, I'm like, okay, I'm not saying that that's not going to happen. We still will probably go that route as we go, but this is building us a foundation, a platform yeah. where we can talk about marriage. Talk. So we're, we're able to do what we do through the show, just not in the way I thought. And you know, what's amazing is there's a lot of marriages that obviously fail in the entertainment world. So you guys can be a huge blessing. And, and you never know who you're going to end up mentoring because somebody in music or in um, just the acting world is struggling in their marriage. So you guys can be a huge blessing in the entertainment world. Like that's, I mean, that's huge. I'll be, I'll, when I'm married, I'll be contacting you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we went through a lot because I, we yeah, I went through 19 years of addictions yeah. until God healed me 13 years ago. But the first five years of our marriage was really hectic for her because I was still in the addictions when we married. Yeah. And so it was really rough, but you know, she never nagged me, never put me down. She, she never, she just loved me through those addictions. And, you know, sometimes people will say when we tell our story that she allowed me to walk over her, but they don't understand that she allowed me to experience God's pure love through her. Yeah. And if she didn't, if she didn't have that kind of patience, that kind of pure heart, I would probably be dead today. And if not dead, we wouldn't be together and we wouldn't have the kids we have. Yeah. Right. And his grace, like what, what beautiful way to see his grace through your wife. Exactly. Um, he's your worst. And, and she can give you grace. Like if she can give you grace, then you have hope and belief that God can give you that too, you know, and he, and he does freely, but that that's amazing. I mean, you guys are so incredible. Oh, well, we definitely you. appreciate that. You know, we work on the marriage. You know, a lot of people yeah. don't realize, you know, you get married and they think, okay, we're married. No, that's where you start. That's you know, just the, the, the work is daily. The work, you know, a lot of people, they think that you build your marriage from holiday to holiday, but you actually build your marriage from second to second. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. <clears throat> so as we come to a close here, um, let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and they have something special. As Simon Cowell would say, they have that it factor. Um, they've played maybe 40 or 50 shows and they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. Uh, but they've, but they've gotten on stage. I got what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring for them. So they know they're in the right place and they come to you and they say, I know I've been called to do this. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next few years? Well, freaking do it. <laughs> That's the number one advice. If you are called to do this, do it without stopping. And just like, I mean, my biggest advice is advice that I've done or that I'd give myself is to not have a backup plan to surrender to God, to only do what you can do and stay in your own lane. Because the moment you start to compare yourself to people, you're, you're not going to ever be someone else. You're not going to ever change their path or you, and, yeah. and why would you mm -hmm. want to um, yeah. have someone fail just so you can succeed? Like there's room for everybody, it, you know? So that my biggest advice would be to stay in your own path and your own lane, because I catch myself comparing all the time and I have to be like, whoop, nope, that's not going to happen. So it's one of the hardest things this industry compares you without you asking them to. 
you're compared when someone gets a number one hit and the other person's in the number two spot. When someone wins that Grammy, the other four are just nominees. Like you are compared <laughs> constantly. So to be able to, as much as you can, stay in your own lane and be able to sell mm. it to other people, mm. that I think is probably the, one of the most important parts mentally for your career. And you're right, Antoine. Great job. 30 years. Wow. Love that. Oh, love that. Yeah. That's amazing. <clears throat> but yeah, you're, you're so right on that. Um, again, you know, there's so much room at the top and all oh, that. There is. And, yeah. and although, you know, not everybody's going to make it. We know that because, every, you know, but people will start falling off and that kind of rises you up because more people that do fall off, all of a sudden, oh, Jennifer's not quitting. Yeah, you know, because I think that that's what you know, like, like they call Nashville the ten-year city for a reason. Most people leave within five. Yes, and the, yeah, you're right. Like persistence, that is key as well. The consistency of being persistent is key because I believe if you're called to do it and and you do it and you listen to that calling, then you're going to be successful as long yeah. as mm-hmm. true to yourself. But um, I mean, I I. I don't know if this is true or not, but I kind of believe that if people decide they want to go a different route, then this probably wasn't their calling. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. yeah, we agree with that yeah. because again, you know, and you know what, 2020 probably I think was a gut check for a lot of artists. Is this yeah. really what I want to do? And is this yeah. really what I've been called to do? Because yeah. again, 2020 was that moment where you're like, do I do this? Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of people have been, playing in a band for years and years and they've done something completely different. I have a lot of friends who are realtors now and, and you know, so, and mm-hmm. that's totally fine. That's totally okay. You don't have to do, if you're talented, you can go sing somewhere else for fun. Like you don't have to do this as a career at all. I just think you're mm-hmm. right. That's, that's, yeah. I think it's definitely, a you know, like Allison said, if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and keep this as a hobby. Totally. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. <laughs> Yeah, because there is so much work. But, you know, as we close here, what's next for you? I'm writing like crazy right now as I'm waiting to find out what happens with touring and all that kind of stuff. So right now I'm just writing, getting ready to record and release some new stuff soon, too. Love that. So um, tell everybody how they can reach out to you. I am on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, all of the social media at Jennifer Smested. Um, YouTube, all of it, but please send me a message, send me a comment. I would love to say hi to you guys and thank you for listening and go listen to my music. <laughs> <laughs> love that. You know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today and we look forward to having you back down the road. Yes, I enjoyed this as well. Thank you guys so much for having me. Right, um, thank you day. for your time.